All right, and coming to you live oh from the Secret Underground Podcast Bunker, it is Draft the Universe. <coughs> Shit, that hurt. Welcome back to Draft the Universe, the Nerd Fight Battle Royale. Battle Royale. Or is it? This is the podcast where we pick a topic, pick our favorites, and then fight to the death, or for bragging rights. We're here today with our wrestling debate. I'm Jafer. I'm Chris. And I'm Ben. Because... We have to say our names more than once every uh, 15 episodes. We are. That's true. We are bad about that. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we are doing our wrestling draft. Uh, we did our wrestling draft last time. Yep. We've got our stables. We've got our teams. Yep. And we're ready to throw them into into the melee that is Draft the Universe. I know I'm really excited. I got a diverse group of guys here uh, really coming at it from all angles. Uh Mm-hmm. I've got a meat tornado led yes, by do. a Japanese death priestess, I think. I think that's what she is. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'll dig on that. Mm-hmm. Actually, wait a second. It's not a tornado if it happens in Japan, right? Isn't it like a... No, no, you're thinking You're thinking hurricane. You're Hur- thinking hurricane. And yeah. while I will stand back... That was that was an in joke for about five people. It's cool. Don't worry about it. Did you draft him? I didn't draft oh, him. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's he's my favorite gimmick of all time. Yes. Just outright the superhero gimmick. Um, in the time period where he was doing it was great. I loved it. He was the best superhero on TV for a number of years. Um, yeah. in a world before the Arrowverse. Um, depending on the season, he might still be. <laughs> Truth. Truth. All right. So the first match is Jafer versus Chris, All making right. you the judge, Ben. Okay. So no, uh, no, no, oh, no, no. Sorry, making you the referee, Ben. Well, don't worry. I haven't. I've definitely not been paid off by Mr. McMahon. So uh, <laughs> this is going to be no fast counts here. I reserve the right um, to. Uh, well. We don't know yet whether or not you are your own evil twin. So yeah. we'll have to yeah. we'll we'll figure that hey, out. Jafer, I have this briefcase with uh, everything you've ever wanted in it. Oh, let me take Oh, oh no! Oh. Oh, hold on, I want it. Oh. Oh, give me. No, nope. you can't the... reach it. Oh. You can't reach it. Oh. Is uh. that the, the money in the bank briefcase that has all of our criteria in it? You should put that down and pick some of them out. All right. Getting oh. a strong urge to hit him in the head. Yeah. With like a, with like a, t- a table or something. A table? Okay. Yeah. Table's okay. a good pick. Number one. Who is the best role model for kids? And number two. Pitch a feud slash storyline with your opponent's pick. Craziest twist ending wins. Okay. So first pick here gives the second person, for the for maybe the first time in a long time, an actual kind of advantage. <laughs> All right, well, 
There's only one man on my list, that's not true actually, who could have a match with anything or anyone and I'd watch it. He's had a match with a garbage can at WrestleMania and it was great. From Gainesville, Georgia, weighing 215 pounds, your WWE heavyweight champion, the face who runs the place, AJ Styles. Why'd you call Shane O'Mac a garbage can? <laughs> it just... The garbage can <laughs> was more involved in that match than Shane O'Mac. <laughs> Let's be honest. I wasn't entirely certain that the garbage can wasn't just some shitty 80s wrestler that you were talking about. <laughs> Might have been. Might have been. <laughs> All right, uh, Chris. I think you got to go for somebody uh, with a little bit of uh, depth, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody okay. somebody who brings a lot of things to the table. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maybe somebody with a, a little bit of like a, a definitive look, right? Uh, and you know, maybe a uh, you know phenomenal sense of lyricism and and melody. You 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 just lost me. Uh. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna go uh, with uh, coming from Every Man's Nightmare, Venice Beach, California, and Walsend, Northumberland, England. Weighing 250 pounds and probably maybe a buck 90. I don't know. Uh, I'm going with Sting. All right. The Stinger. (laughs) Sting's one person. Says you. I I think there have definitely been some points in time where Sting was more than one person. (laughs) That's, yeah, okay, that's... God damn it, Wolfpack Sting. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, so, going into number one, who's the best role model for kids? AJ Styles is an excellent role model for kids. Um, His wife is actually a school teacher, and so uh, it's something that's very important to him. He does lots of volunteer work with foundations like Make-A-Wish, um, very active in his children's lives. Um, and he is also a very devout Christian. Oh, cool. Yeah. I was planning some kind of like impromptu, like, like interrupt you by like jumping off of the like top of a, a jumbotron or something. Okay. But uh, all of that was so wholesome that I didn't really feel like I, I could. So do you have right. anything further to add? No, I mean that's I mean that's you know he's 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 a pretty uh yeah he's a stand up guy he's a he's a stand up guy sure. AJ Styles is a great guy I mean he's got his kids birthdays tattooed on him mm-hmm. so he doesn't forget from all the head concussions it's you do what you got to do even sometimes if that is go momento <laughs> all right Chris um yeah I thought I would read a little bit of uh, uh what what some people have to say about um my man Sting I say my man. I only have, like, the vaguest grasp of who these people are. (laughs) Um, It's okay. Commit. Okay. Um, uh, Everyone there grew up watching him. No one did it better than Sting. Nobody. Uh, That's Diamond Dallas Page. One child once said he was my guy and mimicked his hairstyle. Uh, That was John Cena. Uh, You have... Cody Rhodes, Shelton Benjamin have named him as their favorite childhood wrestler. 
Uh, Tyson Kidd has professed to being a huge Sting fan. Uh, Seth Rollins also dressed up as Sting. Um, um, I know you don't know everything about every wrestler. You probably want to stay from Seth Rollins when we're talking about being a role model. Just, just going to throw that one out there. Seth Rollins is CrossFit Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Okay. He was inspired. He doesn't need to be inspiring. Fair. Sure. Um, and then, of course, Bray Wyatt, my man. I keep saying that. It's just like an instant. It's okay. Just commit. That's uh, what wrestling's about. Committing, <laughs> even when you don't know exactly what's going on. Sure, okay. So Bray Wyatt, my first cousin and childhood best friend. Um, <laughs> uh, he has stressed that he would really like to take Sting on, uh, adding that he has to before he dies. He doesn't care if it happens outside of Waffle House somewhere. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I, I think that there can be no greater argument made for the impact that Sting has had um, uh, on being a, a positive role model than the fact that I, a kid who is not much into wrestling, know who Sting is. Uh, so you have um, both tons of newer wrestlers and older wrestlers professing respect for him and saying that they were inspired to get into wrestling because of him. Uh, and you also have um, people who have absolutely nothing to do with wrestling who, um, at, at the very least, know who he is. All right. Uh, Jafari, your rebuttal? Uh, just a quick note here. I, I'm trying to stay away from getting too far into statistics, uh, but AJ Styles is a one-time Christian Wrestling Federation champion and a one-time Family Wrestling Entertainment champion from his indie circuit days. You know, hold on. Those are only inspiring if he wrestled the right people, because if he was wrestling, like, priests and kids... Also, if he was in a heel persona at that time as, like, the peddler. <laughs> wait, wait. Somebody who's using clean, renewable bike energy, not a car like Jesus would. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I unfortunately don't have the footage nor the uh, wrestling backstory for either of those promotions to know his gimmick at the time. Uh, I would assume that it is his normal, wholesome AJ Styles self. <laughs> All right. Uh... Well, you both made good arguments. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the argument that moved me the most, and that is the young boy sitting in Canada who actually knows about a wrestler, so I'm giving this one to Chris. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> number two. Pick a feud storyline with your opponent's pick. Craziest twist ending wins. So, Chris, give us that crazy, crazy AJ Styles uh, <coughs> matchup. Gotcha. Okay, so um, <clears throat> uh, what's AJ Styles' most recent accomplishment in the ring? Uh, he is the current WWE heavyweight champion. Okay, so let's say that uh, the next time he's going up to uh, defend that title. Okay. Um, who, who would be a good person for him to go up against? What's the he'll, he'll be going up against Shinsuke, Shinsuke Nakamura. Nakamura. Shinsuke Nakamura at WrestleMania? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so he's going up against Shinsuke Nakamura, right? Um, that's a fantastic match, um, just from both of their lineage in uh, New Japan. Did I get yeah, that right? Yeah, you yes. got that right. <laughs> I know wrestling things. Um, they had an excellent match at Wrestle Kingdom 10. Yeah, they're both very technically proficient wrestlers. That's going to be an excellent match, right? 10 or 11. So yeah. you, you've got to imagine that by the end of that match, the house is basically uh, on fire, 
right? Everybody's on their feet. Everybody's getting ready. Um, and uh, let's say that AJ Styles comes up, comes out on top of that, right? So he's yeah. hand in the air, uh, glove, glove, on, glove in the air. Still, does he yep. still yeah, the glove? glove? Yeah, the P1 glove thing, yeah. yeah. He's, he's doing his, his, his gloves up in the air. He's like, yeah, it's a great moment of triumph. And then the lights go out, right? <clears throat> and what comes drifting in through the stadium speakers? It's a very familiar song. Maybe you've heard it before. I don't know the verse of this song. And descending on a cloud from the rafters of the building, not on a line, but on an actual Nimbus cloud, Sting. He levitates down uh, to the, to the, the surface of the ring. He retrieves his bass guitar. And he totally brains AJ Styles with it. And then they proceed to have tantric sex for the next four hours. <laughs> uh, no, no, that's uh, uh, I was, I was gonna, that's it, that's so that does not come with the network. <laughs> no, so so this is this is the start of a rivalry, right? And it's um, so Sting, who's never been seen in a wrestling uh, ring before, um, he shows up. Um, his main gimmick is that he's kind of like. Um, What's the the name of the guy who sings songs right now? Elias. He's like Elias, but like cool. Okay. Um, Elias is cool. Um, yeah. Uh, so he comes down and it's like an anti feud. Like he's just so cool that AJ Styles is so jealous. Um, and Sting's finisher is called Tantric Love, uh, and it's a finishing move that lasts nine minutes. Okay. Once the single move lasts nine minutes. Chris, this is just part of me thinking that you just want uh, Lito Atreides to be uh, uh, <laughs> WWE champion. <laughs> that that's that's much later on. So yeah, so so Sting in his in so I think that maybe AJ Styles wins the first couple of of matches in this feud, right? And then Sting, he's like he's kind of going to the well. He's like, I'm an I'm an elderly English music musician. Maybe I made the wrong choice coming in uh, to feud with the uh, the reigning. Uh, world heavyweight champion of the WWE. He's like, I got to go back to the source. And so he comes out to the ring with his hair dyed red uh, in full fade Ratha Harkonnen gear um, and challenges AJ Styles to a Chris knife duel. <laughs> After he's slain AJ Styles, he is seen to be crying or giving his moisture to the dead. All right, Jafar, pitch us your... Uh... Okay, so... AJ Styles versus, just to be clear here, the wrestler Sting. Yeah. Yeah, well, he, he will be a wrestler after this. <laughs> um, the, the WCW made famous wrestler Sting. So I'm thinking a multi-month arc culminating with a match at WrestleMania. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start at Survivor Series. Okay. And what we have is we have a typical Raw versus SmackDown line, But if you look at the teams, one is like your raw team is going to be like your Miz's, your Braun Strowman's, all your WWE homegrown guys. Mm -hmm. And then your SmackDown team is going to be your Shinsuke, your AJ, um, maybe Finn switches over or something. Um, it doesn't really matter the makeup of the teams besides AJ's on one of them. For people who got famous elsewhere, exactly. And so they're going to have this match. And it's going to be kind of an undertone in the buildup that this is 
actually like a post-invasion angle. Um, so it's it's outwardly facing will be SmackDown vs. Raw, but on commentary you'll have constant comments like, oh, you know, that's how the WWE boys show them how it's done across the world and kind of a thing, right? And so you have AJ captaining Team SmackDown in this. Um, SmackDown pulls it out at the very end. Uh, he pins John Cena or someone, it doesn't really matter who, um, Roman Reigns, one of the homegrown guys. So after this, uh, once again, lights go black because that is Sting's thing. I'm not going to fuck with that. It's great. Yeah. Um, and Sting in black and red uh, comes down. Wait, is lights going black actually Sting's thing? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I shot from the hip on that one and I hit the target. <laughs> I, I figured you either knew that or pulled it from the ether of your childhood. I mean, I, I really like the, the dramatic concept of like... Lights, lights, lights out. Oh, <laughs> there's going to be a lot. What of that. could possibly happen? <laughs> um, Sting comes down in black and red. Um, and now that the indie guys have proven that they are over the WWE homegrown guys, it's going to lead to a feud that focuses on Sting being the main WCW guy and AJ being the top New Japan and TNA guy. So you've got like the old school vanguard of the best guys outside of WWE and then the current person who holds that position. And you have this culminating in a match at WrestleMania, which ends with AJ defeating Sting and Sting re-re-re-retiring. All right. Wait, was that was that he's he's retiring several times over? He's or, or he's was, he has retired was, several times or, before or, or, this. Or was that a, was that a clever like uh, like hip hop kind of sound effect? You re, 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 retiring. So no, uh, he's retired. He retired from WCW. He came back. He retired from WWE after an injury in his uh, match with Seth Rollins. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think he went went to TNA and retired there as well. He's retired a number of times. He's kind of the Brett Favre. Of yeah. wrestling at this point, you but know he's not yet the Terry Funk. No, um, no, well, that's a who. Yeah, a long way to go. You know, it only just occurred to me that Sting has something to do with like a with like bugs stinging. It took me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was looking at his his move list and I was like, hmm, Scorpion Death Drop, Scorpion Death Lock, Stinger Splash. I was like, oh, okay, Scorpion Sting people. Yes, That's where do. that came from. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't know where I thought it had come from, but... Okay. Well, I think this one's rather clear for me. Uh, and Chris knew it going in uh, because he has experienced all drafts going forward and coming and, coming and going <laughs> past, present, and future. Jafar wins this one. <laughs> I like how in, in the metafiction of our, of our podcast, I have become... Um, Modib. <laughs> the chosen one to fight the commissioner. I mean... The, the Kwisatz Haderach. You gotta keep your, your mouth shut. No holds barred. What does your wrestler do to gain an advantage? Jafar. Um, AJ Styles, uh, could just thwap you with the belt, because he's got it. Um, but instead, he's going to call in his two sweet boys from the club and get Finn, Gallows, and Anderson over to help him out. Right. Okay. Chris? <clears throat> there is a right answer for you for this one, Chris. 
I think I'm also going to call for uh, for some backup. Um, <laughs> everybody knows um, Sting uh, has been associated with a number of uh, other acts throughout the ages. Um, so he's going to call in his good buddy uh, and former tag team uh, members, Andy Summers and Stuart Copeland, uh, respectively the guitar player and drum player of The Police, um, to lay down the, uh, the best-sounding uh, response uh, to AJ calling in, calling in his buddies. Um, and also, um, to gain the advantage, Sting is going to make it so that it's about love and not about wrestling. And so AJ will have to, uh, have to meet him on his battlefield. Okay, the correct answer was a baseball bat. Sting beat everyone up with a baseball bat. It was really his thing. I'm gonna get, <laughs> I'm gonna get so much hate for not knowing wrestling. It's fine. I thought you were going to get like not the band, the police, but the actual police. <laughs> Even I know that that's abstracting it a bit too much. To fair. I, I didn't know there was a limit to how far you would abstract things. <laughs> you literally compared. Captain Crunch to Pennywise. <laughs> that was that was that was on solid grounds though. There's there's no abstraction there. I was just drawing some very easy to make causal links between, um, you know. We, we, that's 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 another episode. If okay. You, if you, if you're just starting on this episode, go back. There's some gems in that Captain story. All right, but I'm giving this one to Jafar. All right, I take it with a non-decisive victory. Giving me two points and Chris one. The next match is Chris versus Ben. All right, all right, all right. The first criteria is who was the most underused? And the second criteria is the city of Slamtown, USA needs a new mayor and your wrestlers running. What's their platform? Bonus points for Republican Kane. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to do that, unfortunately. I think that I'm going to go with somebody uh, who is perhaps criminally underused uh, in the wrestling world. Um, TV wrestling, of course. Um, weighing in at a maximum of 882 pounds. Measuring up to a whopping 6 foot 8 inches tall. I'm going with Emmanuel Manny Yarborough, the Guinness Book of World Records heaviest athlete. I almost said heaviest living athlete, but I just saw on his Wikipedia page that he died two years ago. So, R.I.P. my, my buddy Manny. All right, and for me, uh, standing six foot two, weighing 287 pounds, coming from Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, Dude Love. All right. Who was the most underused? Chris. How many times did Emmanuel Manny Yarborough uh, wrestle for the WWE Championship belt? Uh, that would be zero times. I was going to guess zero. That is because he is a sumo wrestler. Yeah. And he uh, has not wrestled on TV at all. But... I think that as a um, enormous, enormous man, um, much in the same mold as other uh, wrestling stars of ages past, like my um, 
my honorable mention from uh, last episode, Happy Humphreys, um, Andre the Giant, of course. Uh, I think that there is a an appropriately giant giant man sized hole in the uh, the current roster that Rusev is really only filling in a little bit. Um, so I think that well well yes he's he's never you know officially wrestled on on television um, and he is dead and he is dead but you know yeah well, we'll pull him from his prime or whenever you want <laughs> um, for the sake of argument. Uh, but yeah, I think that I think that wrestling is ready for another mountain of a man. Okay. Ben. Okay. Uh, so, as we all know, uh, dude love just trying to bring some good vibes to the WWE. Mm-hmm. Debuted and uh, in his first match won the tag titles with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay. But from there on, he only appears sporadically. Yeah. Think it's... a guy who, in his first match, helps Stone Cold Steve Austin, the face of the Attitude Era, and uh, defeat Owen Hart and the British Bulldog, uh, and send their, their bags packing back to Canada, and wins the tag titles. Would you know, he'd be around more, but... Yeah, it's almost like his time was split between two, maybe even three jobs. I don't know. He must have been busy. But, you know, later he comes out and he, he does the, the promo introducing Cactus Jack. Oh, cool. Good and for so, him. like, he's great as a manager, but he's not even ringside. That's weird. You'd think he'd be at ringside. Yeah, pulling for his boy. Yeah. So, I mean, they really should have used him better. I can tell by the tone of your voices that something's afoot here. But I don't know what it is. Could you tell me something? Uh, no, just dude love, man. You know, like, he goes and he, like, pimps himself out for uh, Cactus Jack and Mankind yeah. sometimes. You know, he does Mankind okay. in, in... Yeah, he uh, does all this stuff for so, so these I, other two have, dudes. Have these, have these other two dudes, have, they, have all three of them been seen together in the same place? Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, totally. We, we, just before, uh, I watched a an interview Dude Love had with Mankind. They were all three of them in the 1998 Royal Rumble. Okay. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, so definitely distinct separate people there. Yeah, 100%, right? Okay. That's the only thing that makes sense. I don't, yeah, I mean, sure. you can't, unless you're telling me there's some way to finagle it so that a, the same person can appear on TV at three times. Like, how do you interview yourself on TV? Yeah, it'd just be awkward. You'd totally be able to tell. Yeah, so. TV is a visual medium. Yeah. Unlike podcasting, um, where... Uh, All three of us could be one person and you'd never know, listener. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm guessing... you never know. I'm guessing that they've never guessed that all three of us are, in fact, one person. We're just three uh, sloppily constructed puppets um, on, on, on a couple of tentacles emanating from one, you know, like strange biomechanical H.R. Giger uh, computer. Um. Okay. That's definitely not what's going on. Yeah, that's... Uh, All I right. feel... I'm confused now. Um, okay, well, Dude Love was definitely underused, but at least he was there, so I'm going to have to give it to Chris. Fair enough. Hey, man... Just keep, keep, keep you, 
I will do to love. All right. The city of Slamtown, USA needs a new mayor and your wrestlers running. What's their platform? Ben? Man, everybody just needs to be more groovy, more chill. Just come on. Why? Why all the anger? Why all the hatred? You know what? If we need to defend ourselves, we will, we will, we will do it. But do we need to? Why can't we all just get along? All right. Well, I never knew that your hippie voice was the same as your valley girl voice, minus the likes and oh my gods. Chris. Um, my mayor is twice as big as your mayor. So. Is that the entirety of their platform? Uh, there was. Oh, I can't say that. That's so mean. There was no platform. They couldn't build one strong enough. <laughs> That's oh. not. I'm a fat guy. I can't say that. Wait, I'm a fat guy. I can say that, but it's still mean, so I'm not going to. Um, <clears throat> yeah, okay. Uh, so just a brief uh, brief correction uh, to last the last round. Um, uh, Yarborough, my man Manny, um, did actually wrestle um, Catch Wrestling Association in Germany. Um, uh, he had gimmick matches based around his sumo career. Uh, basically, I'm guessing that they, they kind of build him up as like a, here's a giant man that we can throw a bunch of our wrestlers at and make them look silly because he's giant mm -hmm. and they're just going to bounce right off of him. So he did do a little bit of German wrestling, um, which is weird. Um, but I'd like to refer you to uh, another part of his career. Um, he had a very short-lived MMA career. He okay. fought uh, three matches. Um, and uh, his second match was in Japan. Uh, he faced uh, Tatsuo Nakano. Nope, I'm reading the wrong one. Sorry. His first match was... It doesn't say where it was. His first match was in the UFC, uh, fighting a much smaller opponent, Keith Hackney, who was a Kempo um, martial artist. Um, Emmanuel literally pushed him out of the cage. You know the cage that they set up to keep all of them UFC fighters in so that they, they keep fighting each other and don't get confused and fight the audience? <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he pushed him. He pushed him through the locked door of the cage. Um, and I think that that's his platform, is that he does not allow adversity to stand in his way. He moves through the door and forward, regardless of whether the door was there or if it was steel cord and locked against him. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to give this to Ben on the grounds that he actually had a campaign slogan. Um, I kind of got your overall message, but it's not really something I could fit in a 30-second advertisement, so... Uh, I think Ben's going to win this election from being able to run advertisements. Okay. I'm Mama Foley's baby boy, and I approve this message. What's that in the shadows? 18-time Grammy champion Aretha Franklin has the money in the bank briefcase, and she's cashing in during a match between your two picks. What do you do? Chris? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bet that, um, that Manny very... Um, very very cautiously and slowly uh, exits the ring. Okay. Um, because he is approximately, um, and I'm just going to I'm gonna kind of guess at this figure, he's approximately three and a half Aretha Franklins. 
Yeah. Um, um, we're and, not going to guess her size. Yeah. But, um, but, but he's, he is, he's, he's much bigger than her. Yeah. Um, and I think that out of respect, he does not want to, uh, he does not want to, uh, to steal any of her spotlight and he could steal a great amount of that spotlight because he is basically a third of a Volkswagen Beetle. Okay. Now, dude love loves to love, but if you're coming after the title, you can't, you can't deal with that. And so as, as, as welcoming as he'd want to be, as soon as she comes in and cashes that money in the bank, he's going to hit her with a little sweet shin music and take her down. Because you know what? Dude love respects everybody, and he respects her right to try and come at him. But she's going to get everything he's got. Well, dude love is a fool because it's clearly a two count. Uh, she kicked out? <laughs> oh, she's going to kick out. Oh, no. Now he's in trouble. <laughs> Uh, that, that, yeah, that's such a two count. Uh, Chris gets the point. <laughs> Has there ever been a wrestler that was sponsored by di- diabetes checking strips? <laughs> there has been now. <laughs> All right. Next match is Ben versus Jaffer. All right. You've got some serious uh, Matthew McConaughey going on this. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So, okay, brother. Form a stable with your pick. Who else is in, and what is their thing? And, our second, who has the best theme music? Coming in at six foot uh, tall, weighing 237 pounds, from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Kurt Angle. That man has... You suck. That man has a lot of you angles. You suck. You suck. You suck. Coming from Charlotte, North Carolina, weighing 243 pounds, he is the 16-time world heavyweight champion, the Nature Boy, Rick Flair. Woo! That's right, close. Cool. I can I can get one more woo in if you want. No, Glow's gonna beat you. Woo woo woo. Woo woo woo. All right. Our first criteria, form a stable with your picks. Who else is in it, and what is their thing? Okay. So, uh, Kurt Angle, Olympic champion, champion of our hearts. Uh, He is uh, forming a stable with other uh, world-class athletes. So, right in there, number one, just like he's doing right now, he's taking another Olympic champion, Ronda Rousey. He's going to pull in uh, the, the, the man in salmon that does the slamming, world's strongest man, Mark Henry. And then to round it off, he's taking his fake black son, Jason Jordan. He has a fake black son? Yes, he yep. does. <laughs> Wrestling is weird. <laughs> it's, it's 2018. Is that is that cool? <laughs> okay. I mean, if everyone's cool with it, I'm not going to tell them how to identify. Yeah. All right. So going with uh, an, an Olympic uh, pedigreed stable of, of other... Um, 
Pe- yeah, people who have proved to the world outside the WWE that they are the best are now proving to themselves that they are the best in the WWE. All right. Jaffer? Um, if I'm going to put Ric Flair in a stable today, um, I would probably pull back one of his old stables and do a new incarnation of it. Okay. Um, just because one, that's going to sell a shit ton of t-shirts and two, everything we... is about t-shirt sales. <laughs> yes. I don't even know wrestling and I know that. Um, and two, um, it lends the group some prestige. Um, and also there aren't any old stables really running around right now. Um, all of the stables, like, am I wrong on this? I can't think of anything. I can't think of any currently active stables that are older than a couple of years, not counting. I mean, if you count the club as bullet club, then you've got like, what, five years on them. I don't know. What What about the stable of, of all of the wrestlers that McMahon family has tried to shove down our throats? Um, (laughs) he was actually in one of those, or wait, (laughs) wait, that they've tried to shove down our throats or they tried to stop because one of his, uh, stables he was in was the Alliance to end Hulkamania. Um, with him and Jimmy Hart and Lex Luger and Miss Elizabeth and Brian Pillman and all kinds of people. Anyways, so, so new four horsemen. Gotcha. All right. right. So I'm going to, um, Ric Flair is the manager of this group. He is not one of the four horsemen. He, he is outside of that. Gotcha. He's the, he's the fifth horse, horse master. Yeah. 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 Um, so we're going to start off with his daughter, Charlotte. Okay. Solid choice. It's now because I don't believe in the separation of uh, gendered wrestling that currently exists. Sure. I mean, um, I know that some stables have had male and female. Including a number he's been in. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go ahead and we're going to start with Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll go ahead and throw AJ in there. Um, typically, the four horsemen are... they've. Ric Flair tends to associate him with more Southern sure. style people over his stables typically. Um, so they will feel comfortable and at home there. Uh, for a third horseman, I would go with Bobby Roode. Um, it'd give him something to do and he can kind of be the young guy. Um, even though he's not that young of a guy. Um, who is Bobby Roode? Uh, glorious. Yeah. Glorious. Okay, yeah. That guy. Um, that guy. Um, he can be like their mid-card guy. Gotcha. Um, maybe, so you've got AJ as like the top of the card for the men. Charlotte is the top of the card for the women. You've got Bobby Roode has your like United States or Intercontinental Champion type person. He is the current United States Champion. Sure. In fact, all three of these people are champions right now. No, Bobby Roode lost. Oh shit, Bobby Roode. Oh, that's right. Bobby Roode just lost to Randy Orton. Well, and also how many um, how many wrestling how many wrestling matches are going to happen in between when we record this and when it's released too? <laughs> Some of these don't usually look, do anything between look, now and Yeah, no pay-per-views. Uh, yeah. so most everything will chill till Mania. Um, and then for the fourth, I'm going to go with um, someone who is younger and also a championship contender. I'm going to go with Drew Gulak. Um, so that way we have people who are eligible for four belts, all different belts, to prevent infighting. Um, 
It's important. And none of them are the tag belts, which is not common for stables that build themselves around all being champions. Uh, But you could put this on a Raw or SmackDown show and hold all of these belts. Um, It would bring the cruiserweights into more of a purview off of 205 Live, which would be cool. You've got female representation, which is awesome. And you've got four really talented people who can all work well together. Um, Okay, and which one of them... um... Which one of them is Pestilence? <laughs> I'm guessing Pestilence? that AJ, AJ Styles is War, right? Yeah, he'd probably be War. Charlotte would probably be Wrath. Uh, no, that's a sin. No, that's a sin. Oh, shit. Okay. It's Pestilence, Famine, War, and Death, right? Okay, well, Gulag's skinny, so we'll give him Famine. Yeah, okay. Um, AJ is War. Uh, I'll give Charlotte Death, so we'll give... Uh, Bobby Roode, everyone's stepdad, uh, Pestilence. I think that makes Ric Flair God? Uh, Satan. Satan, okay. Okay, well. Cool. All right, yeah. Loath as I am to give anything to Satan, I think that uh, how weak Ronda Rousey is on the mic right now lost this one for you, Ben. But that's why you got Kurt there to, to, to cover and protect. <laughs> you got some of the best talkers in the game, man. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm giving this one to Satan. Hail Satan. All right. Next criteria. That was an I only listen to the Mountain Goats reference. I I got it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Our next criteria. Who has the best theme music? Which one of you is going first? I I go first. Yes. Um, Ric Flair's theme is Thus Spoke Zarathustra. Um, Zara, yeah, I think you got that right. You got yeah. that one right, yeah. I've read the book. Zarathustra. <laughs> Don't remind me about it. Um, it's a bit heady. Actually, isn't it thus Sprack? <laughs> um, thus Sprack Zarathustra. I, I, that is the name of the book. Um, I think the the song, because it was by... Wagner? Yes, it was by yeah. Wagner. I'm not sure. Um, No, it's Sprack. Okay, yeah, the theme is Sprack. Apologies. Yes. Ric Flair's entrance music is um, also Sprock Zarathustra. <laughs> okay, so it's not even thus. It's also... It's also. It's, I was thinking the book. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is not it, but it is um, a piece by Richard Strauss okay. um, from 1896. That has become so irrevocably linked with Ric Flair um, that it is used in samples for rap music um, about him. Uh, his daughter uses a variation of it as her theme. Yeah. I mean... And uh, it's, it's also just a sweet song. Ben? I think everything you need to know about how great Kurt Angle's theme is is when it was finally announced that he was uh, had signed a deal and might be coming back to the WWE. It was right before the Royal Rumble last year. And I had it queued up on U- on YouTube... And just every time they started counting down, I just pressed play and and Jafar would jump up out of his seat and then somebody else would come down and he'd get really pissed at me. And I'd wait about five people and I mark out so hard for Kurt Angle. It's not fair. Can't use that against me. To be fair, if uh, you had done the same with Ric Flair's music, I would have marked just as hard. But I'm just, integrity, intelligence, 
Uh, that third one. What's the third one? It's hustle, loyalty, respect. No, no, no. no God, Kurt Angle. Eyes. Kurt Angle um, was John Cena before John <laughs> Cena. Gotcha. It's integrity. not. You can't see me. It's I don't um, have facial features. intensity. Okay, no, it's. Uh, I think it's not. You can't see me. It's I can't feel anything below my neck. Uh, <laughs> but yes, Is Kurt it, Angle was that. Was that making fun of people who who can't feel things below the neck? No, he broke his neck. Well, yes, but you just made a joke out of it. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Um, I legitimately don't know. There, there are intensity. Yeah. Intensity, integrity, intelligence. Okay. Triple I. Yep. Yep. There are people. Shortly after Triple H came around. <laughs> the one thing, WWE and wrestling in general. You have to know for for your theme music, it needs to be identifiable within the first three notes. Some of them... <laughs> you picked the exact number of notes that someone would need to definitively identify Javaris as well. Da, da, da. And actually, well, <laughs> yours would be four. That ba-ba-da. you know who's coming. He's true. If you hear butt butter, you do know it's coming. And you hear you hear the glass shatter, you know it's stone cold. Or or Hilly Rodham Clinton, for those who have seen that meme. That was my, <laughs> that was so my favorite from the uh, the, the Democratic uh, National Convention in twenty sixteen. I'm pulling right now, yeah. but Well we can go we can go back to that when we go to when we draft national conventions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he has a a theme that is instantly identifiable. It's not some just random techno, you know, that house music that you're like, I know this is somebody in the shield, but I'm not sure which one. And more importantly, unlike Ric Flair's, there is an audience participation portion where it's you suck, you suck. Even before the John Cena you sucks, there was the Kurt Angle you sucks. Everybody in the arena is involved in the Kurt Angle entrance. Because no one has ever wooed when Ric Flair's music hits, ever. Not Except in time. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone says you suck at the same time. It's, it's People a, woo at different times. It's just one long, drawn-out woo. It just <laughs> sounds like the, the whole audience woo! suddenly deflated. Three sixty degree Doppler effect. When Rick Flair, Flair hits, yeah. when Ric Flair hits, you can take Bailey's inflatable tube men, put them at a ninety degree angle so that the tube end is facing the audience, and watch them inflate. People are wooing so hard. Yeah, but they're wooing randomly, which is like Kurt Angle. Or, I don't is, know. I don't know if that claim is scientifically supportable. No, but you're fair. You're fair. They are wooing randomly, which is just like Ric Flair in the last ten years. <laughs> All right, all right. <laughs> you leave Jay Lethal out of this. <laughs> um, well, putting aside the uh, that triple I thing that I just I I don't think that that's very catchy at all. Um, I think that the tempo of this wins it for Ben. He's got a a higher tempo, um, and like you said, he's got some choreography that's going on uh, that's pretty easy for fans to get in on. So. I mean, I did mark out every time he fucking trolled me with that music. <laughs> yes, that was part of it as well. <laughs> All right, we go to a tiebreaker. 
All right, and for our tie-breaking criteria... <clears throat> what is it, ref? Book a dream angle with your wrestler. Any time period, any rival. All right. Um, I don't want to hear any puns. Angle, you know, Kurt Angle angle. I, don't okay. want, I do not want to hear that, so... You're taking away my... If you're taking away my ability to do puns, just give Jafar the point right now. I'll take that. <laughs> okay, I'm a crooked ref, yeah. We'll just give it to Jafar. Okay, cool. What the? <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll take it. This is bullcrap, guys. This is absolute bullcrap. That gives uh, Jafar a non-decisive victory, giving him two points, and Ben one. At the end of the first round... I, Jafar, am in the lead with four points. Chris has three, and Ben has two. I, that, I got robbed there. You take away my ability to do puns, I'm not even in this game anymore. Well, we'll see if you can do them next week here on Draft the Universe. Thanks, as always, to the Kickstand Band for our theme song, How It Feels. You can find their music at thekickstandband.bandcamp.com. And if you want to send us an email, do so at DraftTheUniverse at gmail.com. And if you want to join this slobber knocker of a fight, go ahead and send us some criteria and join the conversation on Twitter at DraftTheVerse or at Facebook.com slash DraftTheUniverse. It's all right. This is all butt material, anyways. Okay. You you really need to like um, pronounce the bottom the, the the second half of button because I keep hearing butt material. <laughs> button. Yeah. Button this material. Is butt material. This is the butt material. Butt, butt material. This is the butt material. Well, I mean, it has been the butt material. So. <laughs> yeah. Get a butt. You get into all sorts of trouble <laughs> if you don't pronounce the ends of words because button material becomes butt materia. Yeah. Which, which is like. Part of like a, a I, fan fiction. I, yeah, book. I think I've read that one. Yeah, but. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, okay.